Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, since our last show, the Warriors, the Lakers, the Nets, they have gone a 6-1 and one combined. We dive into the differences each team has made to turn their seasons around. Plus, the two MVP frontrunners, they were out in Milwaukee last night. How Giannis and the Bucks outshined Luka and the struggling Mavericks. And it is Cyber Monday, so we'll tell you the best bargains for teams and players. All of that and more. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews. I hope you all had a wonderful holiday filled with great food, great company. It, it's been six days since our last show. So much has happened around the league. I mentioned it. The Warriors, the Nets, the Lakers, they've all seemed to level out. We have triple doubles. We have 40-point performances. There's been highlight play after highlight play. But hey, instead of me just telling you about it, why don't we show you before we break it all down? Will you call for a technical foul? Uh, maybe I caught him too fast or something. I don't know. Oh, look at Russ. Ouch. That was fun. Here with yeah. Ramona Shelburne, Woo. Matt Barnes, Janae Agumake, and Mark Spears. We have a full house today, folks. I hope everyone here enjoyed their holiday. There's this adage that the NBA doesn't start until after Christmas. No one pays attention until around Christmas. <laughs> everyone sitting at this table pays attention year-round, but just in case there are folks who finished their Thanksgiving dinner and decided now is the time to start tuning in to the NBA. Matt, to you, what is the headline of the season thus far? I think the cream is rising to the top. Uh, I think preseason we all picked, not all, maybe most of us picked, <laughs> the Warriors and the Clippers to probably represent the Western Conference. Yep. They've got off to slow starts for different reasons. I mean, the Clippers, I mean, excuse me, the Warriors are really starting to come to their own. Their starting five is plus 141 when they're playing together. They're figuring out their bench. Clippers still trying to figure out the Kawhi situation, but both of them are floating where they need to be and they're trending in the right way. Mark? You know, America's greatest soap opera in sports has been the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. But now it's starting to calm down. It's finally starting to calm down. Kyrie's just getting to play basketball now. Yes. Jacques Vaughn's getting settled. KD is being KD. But I'm going to give Sac State coach David Patrick a shout-out. Hey. He told Ben Simmons two weeks ago, BF and Ben Simmons. Mm. And Ben Simmons has done that. He's playing basketball. He's affecting the game on both sides of the court. And his confidence is back. He's even making free throws now. So the Nets are finally riding the ship. Not to mention Utah Watanabe has been showing out. For you, what oh, yeah. is it, Ramona? Look, 
the, the future is now. Well, we've been talking about Luka Doncic as the MVP frontrunner for a while. He did go to the Western Conference Finals. He's there now. And guess who else is there? Jason Tatum, mm. Shea Gilgis, Alexander, mm. John Morant. These young guys, they're not young anymore. Yeah. They are the future of the league, and they are also the present of the league. And it, that is – it happened fast. Like, <laughs> All right. I mean, Stanford girls sharing homework here or what? Yeah. That was completely my answer, Ruana. And I love it. But to add this, we got a mind know, we, speak yeah. the same, we speak the same language. Sisters separated at birth. It happens. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, what does Jason Tatum have the opportunity to do to be the all-time leading scorer yep. uh, in a season? 30.5 is what he's averaging. No other Celtic has done that. So it will take a lot of work Not to maintain Larry that. Bird? Larry Bird's done it a couple times, but he was at 29.9. Jason Tatum right now is 30.5. But you can tell the nail on the head, Ramona. So I guess we can share answers here because it's Tatum, but it's also Luka. Right? We saw that head-to-head match. And Luca has been phenomenal. He's averaging 33, and he's pacing the NBA and scoring. So I think that maybe a first-time MVP happening this season could be okay. Could be real. You know what? And I forgot to mention Devin Booker. Mm. I we mm. should. He's he's here Absolutely. now too. Arrived. Well, if we're talking about the future, if we're talking about the yep. present, it feels like we have to talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo. Only yep. so many oh. players, a very few, have a chance to average 30, 10, and five for the entire season, and Giannis truly has a chance to do that. He's been doing it without. Chris Middleton thus far. Let's take a look actually at the matchup between Giannis and Luca last night. They were in Pfizer Forum. You can see them there getting ready. Giannis and the Bucks hosting Luca and the Mavs. Let's go to the first quarter here. Luca willing the Mavs back into this game after they got out to a little bit of a slow start. Luka you know what's coming here. Finding the Step three. Back. And it's good. But speaking of three balls, Grayson Allen was shooting incredibly well in the first half. What did he shoot, A little, look at that, a little volleyball pass there to Grayson. You got Grayson one more time right here. Watch him coming off curl. And he hears all he that trade talk. It was seven hey. for seven wow. for three in the first half. You can see the full stat there on your screen. He's hearing that trade talk. He wants to prove his motivation. Pat Connaughton liked that one. Let's go ahead to the third quarter here today. <laughs> the Bucks are up four. Brooke this Lopez with the quick hands for the steal. So you're going to see out. this again. Watch out. What? Hey, two dribbles from the opposite three points. Why are you doing my breakdown before my breakdown? Why are you asking? Does this remind you of anything? Well, Tim Hardaway is like, oh, shoot. I've been in this position before. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. And he's just getting oh, no. healthy, too. Don't do that. That's, too, that's a life decision right there. Two words, yeah, business decision right there. Bigger than business. It's life decision. Let's go here every time you in the third. Bobby Portis once again find Giannis. This just isn't fair. Wills himself to the basket and finishes. I feel like we're obligated, Malika, to go, Bobby, Bobby. Even, when, even when Giannis is banking in off the Giannis is scoring. Every time the Mavs made the run, the Bucks were able to answer here. Here's them after the game. I mean, enjoy is hard because, you know, I want to win. So it's hard to go against a guy like that, you know. He's the best player in the NBA right now. It's almost impossible to stop. Uh, But it's it's really fun, you know, to to see him play. Uh, But it's not that fun to go against him. Being respected by your peers, it's uh, it's always a good feeling. Uh, I always love going playing against the uh, the best player in the league. Uh, he's an incredible player, incredible talent. Uh, arguably, probably one of the most talented players I've ever seen in my in my lifetime. Uh, it's it's unbelievable what he can do for his himself and uh, his team. And it's always it's always great going against uh, players like that.
a lot of praise here, but Janae, Luca just said Giannis is the best player in the NBA right mm. now. What did you see that exemplified that to you? Well, I saw that Giannis, he showed me that he is the hardest player to guard over 48 minutes because he goes hard on every single possession. He's averaging 30 and 11, and if you hesitate, if you take a second to blink, he's going to take advantage. So let's start with this. Giannis leads the league in points in the restricted area. So let's break it down. So if you see Giannis right here initiating the play, Giannis wants to go to the paint. And there's two things that he really actually wants. One, he wants to be able to get here. And two, he also wants his mismatch. And in this case, it is one guy by the name of Luka Doncic. No shade, but he knows he wants to go at him. Okay, so as you see this play progress, watch the pick and roll that forces that switch. And Giannis is so good that you have how many? One, two defenders here. But then you also have the second line of defense. And I actually want you to watch one guy by the name of JaVale McGee, because watch what happens. He's an excellent, an excellent rim protector, but that blink is really vacating because he's worried about getting defensive three seconds. Now, if you see Giannis, one of the most underrated aspects of his game is his ball handling. He keeps his head up. He's waiting for that second line to vacate. And then what does he do? At that moment, you'll see it. He chooses to attack. Bam, JaVale's late. Mm and it leads to a nice little finish. Now check this out here. One thing that makes Giannis so great is that he plays on a very unselfish team. If you see this possession really progress, here, okay, he's getting buckets at the rim. What do you do if you're gonna respond? You're gonna make sure everybody's in the paint. How many guys are in the paint? One, two, three, four. I think Spencer's even like, hey guys, like let's just build a back wall here so no one actually gets the ball over here. And you see even his teammates, which I love right here, Look at Brooke Lopez. He's using his hands to sort of signal, hey, like we could have an advantage here if you attack. Also, look at the tremendous spacing. One, two, three. And then this final position is the dunker spot. So if he attacks, you can have a nice little dump down because the defense is higher than him. But instead, Giannis, he gets into his bag, hits the mid-range, and that's because he has amazing, amazing teammates that allow him to feel confident that way. But before I get to my final point, okay, I want you to I want to tell you this right here. Giannis is so impressive. The Bucks rank 20th in fast break points, but Giannis leads the league in 6.1 fast break points scored per game. So watch this happen. And like, I'm so mad at you, Matt, because my you bad. sort of broke this down before everything actually <laughs> came through. But look at this. On this possession, look at where Giannis is when the turn over happens. Giannis is right here. He's low. How many teammates are in front of him when the ball is loose? Uh, one, two, three, four. And then Matt said it exactly. How many dribbles does it take for him to get to the rim? One, two. Now this is wild, y'all. This is the NBA. This is the Wild West because normally when you have a three-on-one, people are running to the rim. Instead, his teammates go to the three-point line, but that's because this guy doesn't really need a pass when he's in the paint. He's effective, he's great, and his teammates are unselfish. They're happy that he's doing his thing. There are many rising MVPs in the league, but Giannis's intensity and his production will always keep him at the top of the MVP conversation. That, that's really interesting, especially because we talked about it a little bit in the highlight. Every time Luka would make a shot, every time the Mavs would go on a run here, the Bucks had an answer every single time. So despite a huge night from Luka, it, it just wasn't enough. He had a 27-point performance, but he still fell short of the 30-point threshold that it seems is necessary for Dallas to get wins. The Mavs, they're 0-5 in games Luka plays and scores under 30 compared to 9-4 and when he hits that mark. But 
perhaps backward help is on the way. The Dallas Mavericks, they intend to sign veteran guard Kemba Walker, sources confirmed to ESPN's Tim McMahon. Walker, he's 32, is a four-time All-Star whose career was somewhat derailed by knee issues. He's been a free agent since being waived by the Pistons in mid-October. He averaged 11.6 points, three and a half assists in 37 games last season for the New York Knicks. So welcoming in former Dallas Maverick, Vince Carter. But before we get to you, Vince, Ramona, why did Dallas make this move? Yeah, they just need another player who can ball, who can handle the ball and play make. And if you look at what they did, it doesn't seem all that different stats-wise. I mean, Luka Doncic is second in the league in usage this year. He was third last year. But they lost Jalen Brunson, and he's sort of been replaced statistically with Spencer Dinwiddie, but no one replaced Dinwiddie. They only have two mm. players, Malika, on the team who are averaging more than two assists. Two. Last year they had four. And so you just need somebody else to create besides Luca, so he doesn't have to do everything. So that begs the question, though, Vince, does adding Kemba make the difference that Dallas needs it to here? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, for a lot of reasons, Malika. I, I think Kemba is a great uh, basketball player, a great friend. He averaged, he averaged 19 and a half points, 5.3 assists. He's a little guy. Their deficiency is on the defensive end. Mm. Yes, he can he can handle the ball. He's going to put a Band-Aid over a wound, which they need is another guy to handle the ball and facilitate. But I don't think it's enough. We're going to see if he can score or not. But their deficiency, listen to this, 28th in assists, 30th in rebounds, and 29th in offensive rebound. And their offensive defensive rating is pretty good at 11. So I, I just think defensively, they're get, I mean, they're not getting rebounds. They're not getting any offensive rebounds. So they, they, I think they need size along with ball handling. So right, right, right now, yes, Kimba Walker is the, 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 the thing they need for the moment, but I don't know if this is going to move the needle. If you want more from Kemba Walker, you can hear from him on the Woj pod. He chatted with our Adrian Wojnarowski earlier this year and talked about how he feels like he can still really make an impact on a team. But in other news around the league, Joel Embiid has been upgraded to questionable for tonight's game against the Hawks prior to Embiid's injury. He had averaged over 41 points over his last four games played. The Sixers won three of four games during Joel's absence, including over Ben Simmons and his return to Philly last night. So, Ramona, what can you tell us about Embiid's return to the floor here. Well, the Sixers are hopeful he's going to be able to play tonight, but the plan is for him to go through the pregame warm-up, see how he feels. He's had a couple of good workouts this week at trying to get himself back from that mid-foot sprain, mm. and it's scary when you hear a mid-foot sprain when you talk about Joel Embiid because you know his history, but it's the other foot, and, and he's not going to come back too soon, especially when they won 3 or 4 without him. Ramona, thank you. Right now, he has been upgraded to questionable. Still to come on NBA Today, John Morant, he was in his bag last night Ooh. in Madison Square was Garden. Was he in his Birkin? We have no. We'll highlight this. I can't no. afford that. I think John has a Birkin. Guys don't wear Birkins. In Mecca. Plus, Louis. Mm-hmm. Sure. After a slow tar- start to the season, <laughs> the defending champs, they look to have <laughs> figured something out. And we react to those two technical fouls, too. And remember when Pacers rookie Ben Matherin called out LeBron? <laughs> well, we get you set for that matchup tonight. More NBA Today after the break. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. NBA Today is brought to you by Willow. An all-new original series streaming this Wednesday, only on Disney+. Plus. Ja Morant put on a show at Madison Square Garden last night against the Knicks. Let's go to the world's most famous arena now. There you can see the man, the myth, Ja Morant, picking this one up in the third quarter. Morant, ooh, nice find, John Conchar for the and one layup. Morant had 14 assists, but then he also did. Ooh, on the like what? It feels like we need another look at that. We I mean, definitely the do. level of difficulty here. But like we see so many players, like but first of all, there's a little swipe. We see so many plays like that from him. Let's go ahead to the fourth quarter here. 2.30 left to play. Grizzlies up by one. John Morant. Mm, got to his spot. Knocks it down from the elbow. Now the Grizzlies up by three. So 145 to play here. Knicks down by four. Jalen Brunson. Get a big night. The three. Big night. He's been playing well as of late. Knicks down by one at this point. Under 20 seconds to play. <sighs> Tried the 360. Stuck with it. Got it to go. Grizzlies take the lead once again, Shanae. And here, I mean, look, this is the opportunity. Pull up. Mm. Uh. Couldn't quite get that one to go. So they send John Morant to the free throw line here. Another one. He converts. Another one. Couldn't quite get that one to fall. Hangs it off the front rim. The Grizzlies win this one. John Morant, after the game, signing a jersey for his father. I just, I love that. It, 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 what a sweet moment. Vince, a few weeks back, there was some discussion that Morant had to be a little bit more of a playmaker. He's responded with three double-digit assist games in his last four. <laughs> so is this the best that you have seen from John Morant all around as a player? Absolutely. He, he's taking notes and he's listening. He's, he's like KD. I hear you talking, and I'm going to show you, and then I'm going to ask you what's next. What else you need me to do? And I think John's been doing that. He's been playing great, great basketball. Yes, he's been injured. But when he's come back from injury, he's been playing some darn good basketball. So, yes, he's just waiting for the naysayers to say whatever they, they need to say. And so he can answer him by giving you a triple-double. Mm. You got to love that. It's like the quintessential, and I took that personally, MJ type of mentality. I know, Vince, mm-hmm. earlier on the pre-show mm-hmm. call, you mentioned someone that has that same type of mentality, Giannis Antetokounmpo. These are guys that are really like – their team embodies their energy. Mm-hmm. And what I like about this playmaking run or stretch for Ja is that it, it aligns with Jaron Jackson Jr.'s return. Right. Because when you have a post that can pick and pop or pick and roll, that is versatile, that can catch, it just makes things so much easier just because he's a little bit more dynamic. And we knew it would take a couple of games for Jaron Jackson Jr. to get really going. And so to have a, you know, a point guard that can really apply pressure at the rim and also a post player, I think both of those worlds collided. And now you're seeing the true point guard in him as well. Matt, what did you like about John Moran's play? He's really good. <laughs> Plain and simple. I mean, this guy, hey, he's one of the few guys, and, and Chanae just mentioned, that was actually me on the pregame call, Chanae, but thanks. Oh, there's, that was you? There's, oh, my bad. In, in the era where guys hey, Matt, put I was going to say it at the end. Yeah, in the era where guys put their head down if they're critiqued or questioned, there's a few guys that come to mind. Luca, 
uh, Giannis and John Morant take it as a challenge. Like, okay, you think I need to do this? I'm gonna check that box now. So to me, there's no holes in this game. His outside shooting continues to get better. He's knocking down logo threes now. Oh, you're seeing it right there, 37% uh, on three. He's getting to his spots. There's absolutely no holes in this guy's game. And, and as you said, Cheney, this team has taken on his, this is the new NBA. You see the energy and the way they celebrate and have fun. Memphis is doing it. Atlanta's starting to pick it up. Yep. But Jaws backing it up with numbers and wins. And this guy's unstoppable. So the Suns one in the West, the Nuggets two, and then the Grizzlies number three. Is this kind of how you see this shaking out, Cheney? Suns, Grizzlies at Suns, three. Suns, Denver, Grizzlies. I think it, it's all like we're starting to see now a regression to the meme, or at least like you know. And I said mean, M-E-A-N. It's fluid. Yeah, it's. I guess it is fluid. If Stephen A. would say like, oh, the list is fluid, but not really. You're starting to see a time period <laughs> right. where the Warriors and the Clippers and all, all right. these teams are now getting back to who they are. We were shocked. It took a little bit longer than we expected. We sure. were shocked by some of the, like, the road records. And there were there have been a, quite a bit of absences uh, here in and out, like a couple players three games, a couple players five games. That can sort of mess with your chemistry. But now we're starting to see the identity of these teams. And the Memphis Grizzlies absolutely are going to be in that upper echelon of the West. Well, and coming into the season, it was, okay, now Memphis has expectations. Yeah. How are they going to be able to respond to those? And now the proof is in the pudding. We're seeing them respond. Oh, and they also have Jaw because last year without Jaw, they went 20-5. and five, But this year, they're 0-3, so I think that tells you exactly what his value is. And no Bane and of late either. Right, and no Bane. And no Bane, yeah, man. You got to give some shout-outs to Bane. The, the value for John Morant, what he brings to this Memphis Grizzlies team, they're going to be fun to watch as the season continues. All right, coming up here on NBA Today, we have some living questions, though, surrounding a potential Lakers and Pacers trade. Our Lakers reporter David Miniman joins us with the latest ahead of their game tonight. Plus, speaking of trades... Did y'all know? It's Suns Monday. Oh, I know. My Monday. wallet knows. My bank account knows. <laughs> so who better than Bobby Marks to detail some of the hottest deals around the league? Do not miss that. And it's been six days, like we mentioned, since our last show. So much has happened. So we're going to do a little top of the top for you from this week's actions. Don't go anywhere. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anybody's better than me. Oh my goodness! You know, it's me being confident. I know who the Rajas is. Who else but the King? LBJ! No disrespect to LeBron James, but um, I'm looking forward to playing against you know, great players. You gotta love the confidence. Back here with Janae, Vince, Matt. Vince, before we dive into this game a little bit more, you, you've had a little bit of experience with a young player gearing up to face you. How'd that go? 
Lynn Johnson, how you doing, brother? Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I had a, uh, a few of those. And, you know, you respond. You, you, you take it in stride. But you, you, at some point, you just got to show them, you know, this ain't that. You know, that was preseason, blah, 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 for me. So, LeBron, I, I think, you know, he knows about it. He, he, or I'm sure he's going to hear about this once again. And what he's going to do, take him to the post, mm. use his body weight, get an and one or two, and say, okay, welcome to the NBA and welcome to guard me. And, you know, it's it's... It's fun, uh, but, you know, Ben, get some rest. <laughs> Lakers, Pacers, it all goes down tonight in Crypto.com Arena. Matt, you have your eye on LeBron and someone, but it's not necessarily LeBron yeah. and Matherin. LeBron's got bigger fish to fry. LeBron is in the process of writing his ending. Right. We all know how Kobe went out. Uh, you know, we hate to say it, but the ending is coming. Uh, so LeBron's in the process. He's not necessarily worried about that. What I want to do is I want to read some numbers right here. And my key is can LeBron and AD be great? together because mm. recently they've both been great mm. separate uh, AD with LeBron 22 and 11 without LeBron 32 and a half and 15 Jeez, LeBron with AD 24 8 and 7 without LeBron or without AD 33 and a half 9 and 4 so I feel like this team is going to need both these guys to be those great guys with each other for this team to really kind of make any move in the Western Conference Janae? So I think they can do it, but it will, it will take, I know it might sound crazy, like sacrifice by LeBron James because we know LeBron James can be impactful, but for them to go where they went in 2020, what did it take for them? For Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis to be great. Mm -hmm. The last six games, he's been averaging, as you mentioned, 31, 32 points. This is the guy that really is the key factor because he's the anchor on both ends of the floor. He's your rim protector, and he's also someone that's committed to not only playing the five, but also the four. And so you need to make sure he feels like, and I think it was like Ramona a couple Maybe it was last week. Who knows? It's been like forever since we've seen you guys. Happy to be back. But it was Ramona, I think, that mentioned the idea that, hey, like when it comes to Anthony Davis, we got to make sure you keep feeding him the ball. There were a couple. There was a stretch of games where he only had like two or three touches in the first few minutes of the third quarter. Those are those things where LeBron might have to sacrifice maybe him being dominant and just saying, like, we're making a concerted effort for Anthony Davis to continue this stretch that he's been on where LeBron has said it himself. He's been playing like the best player in the NBA. Vince? Yeah, but you know, we also know that LeBron has always said we're going to play through AD. We go as AD goes, and some of the other stars that LeBron has played with. And when it hasn't worked worked out, what have we seen LeBron Short do? Short leash. Okay, you get it together. I'm going to be LeBron James and take yeah. over until further notice. And and that's kind of the thing, you know. It, it, will LeBron or can LeBron have patience enough to wait for AD if that does not happen? I think that's right. a big question to add to what Matt is talking about because. Yeah, the two of them, you look at those numbers together or when they're not playing with each other, I think they both were at 33 points. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the difference is like 10 points. But if they can figure that out together and AD keeps that dog mentality, I'm the alpha, I'm the number one go-to yeah. guy. That's the key. You he, has to stay. Right he has to stay. He has to want it. Like I said a couple weeks ago, go in there and cuss people out. Like, mm. give me the ball, yeah. period. <laughs> and that's what they need for this team yeah. to go. And LeBron, to right. me, because LeBron can get it from anywhere. So get AD going and LeBron go. And that is the post player's dilemma. Because you want the ball, but you don't bring the ball up at all times. Right. You know, and you don't initiate but sometimes he can, the dictation. So forget it. But he should. He <laughs> right, should. Right. I think, as Vince mentioned, the time for them to make this decision to go through AD, but also LeBron still be great, is now. Because those are their best viable now. options. Mm -hmm for them to be successful. So that's LeBron and Anthony Davis. There's one kind of big subplot, we'll call it, to tonight's game. And in order to discuss that, let's bring in our Lakers reporter, Dave McMenamin. Dave, you have an article on ESPN.com. It explores the elephant in the room when it comes to these two teams, the Pacers and the Lakers, the looming hypothetical, much discussed potential trade between these two franchises. So 
hours before tip-off. Are we any closer to Miles Turner or Buddy Heald becoming a Laker? Well, so many things, Malika, in life come down to timing, and the Lakers right now are trying to play a game of waiting things out until December 15, when contracts signed this summer can be traded to see what other potential deals are out there, while still potentially thinking about going back to re-engage with the Indiana Pacers. Now, the danger in that game is the Pacers are owned by Herb Simon, a real estate mogul who's 88 years old, and the Lakers are concerned that the longer the season goes on, the Pacers keep winning, Simon may decide, you know what, I'm not concerned with long-term success. I want to enjoy this team right now, and that could take the Pacers off the table, and then you're going into the unknown. Who knows what other type of deals hmm. will present themselves. The Lakers think they will, because a lot of teams will be interested in tanking for Victor Wenbanyama, but it is the unknown versus the known in the Pacers deal. A whole lot more from you and your reporting on ESPN.com. Dave, thank you. Ramona, looking ahead, though, mm -hmm. the Lakers' upcoming schedule, it's tough. Two games at home this week, six-game road trip. Does that lengthy road trip create any sense of urgency to change this roster some way? You know, I think because they've gotten some wind, because they've got in the West is so there's so much parity in the Western Conference, they don't feel that sense of urgency. And frankly, I don't know if they should at this point. This this team really has just they've played well when they've been healthy and they've been a lot healthier. You've seen some you've seen some growth in the last few games. Now, granted, they were playing bad teams and teams that are not necessarily sure. going to be playoff teams. But you've seen growth. You've seen some togetherness, especially when LeBron defended Russell Westbrook. And my, my sense from talking to people around the leagues is they are not necessarily motivated right now to go do something big unless something big presented itself to them. Mm. Like they're waiting for their phone to ring rather than to call it. And as Dave said, that December 15th day looms large. And, and you know, the, the idea before was they needed to have another ball hand. They needed to get somebody else to create besides LeBron James. That guy might be Dennis Schroeder. Mm. I mean, he's been playing really well since he's come back. Russell Westbrook is established on that second unit. And I think it might just be a matter of time before Schroeder moves into that starting lineup mm. ahead of Pat Beverly. It's going to be interesting yep. to see what happens with the Lakers there. Coming up next on NBA Today, the Warriors, they've won five of six. So we take a look at the biggest changes they've made to get back on track. More NBA Today after this. You're watching NBA Today. The defending champions, they were in action last night in Minnesota. Let's head there now. Steph Curry and the Warriors visiting the Timberwolves. Klay Thompson finds Steph Curry. You can't leave him open from three. Splash, you know that's good. And then a minute later here, Steph looking, finds Klay Thompson. Whoo, Klay is heating up in this one. And then the next possession here, Klay Thompson in transition, hits another three. But watch here. Clay is celebrating, got the goggles going. Jordan Poole drives, lays it in off the glass, and Draymond Green hopping onto the court, doing a little dance, excited for his teammate. He would get teed up oh, for that. Ridiculous. And Rescinded. he said no. So then, one more time, Dante DiVincenzo. He hits the three. And then Steph Curry, is this a protest? Is this a celebration? He gets a tee. You get a tee. You get a tee. You get a tee. You got money for it. Everybody gets a tee. The Warriors win 137-114. Here's what they had to say about the technicals. Draymond got a technical at the end celebrating. Uh, Steph got a technical at the end celebrating. Yeah. Did you think about it? Did you think about what in, sol in solidarity? 
Do you think I will willfully give up my money? Absolutely not. Come on. Stop. Crazy, man. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I probably got like four texts this year that's a little questionable. Nice to have stuff having your back. Uh, Absolutely. 100%. Told me I was at the lane line. I thought I was standing in the corner, so I don't know. Sucks, though. Um, it's the NBA, man. You, you, your teammates make a good move. I didn't affect the play. Like, there's no one near me. You know, so, um, <clears throat> sucks. And the fact that that's going to count against my tech count, like, come on. It's ridiculous. I have thoughts here, but Matt, you, you got a lot of technicals. Let's uh, look at your Yeah, I mean, as someone who accumulated a lot of technical fouls over my career, I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, hopefully it'll be rescinded. Right. And, and for someone like me and Draymond, like, we have to earn our text because everyone is going to count. So we know if this is not rescinded, this could come in harmful. But what I liked was, obviously it was a ridiculous call on Dre, but I like that Steph had his back. Just that, you know, this is, there's been so much, does this team still mess with each other? Do they still respect Dre? I think all that was just chatter. This team's starting yes. to find their rhythm. They have each other's back. They understand that the road is coming to an end shortly, so they have to make the most of this time. That's very nice. And I think that's, like, I think that's great like, that yeah. Steph had his back, and I think that it's a wonderful <laughs> moment and all that stuff. But come on. Like, this is just – it's silly. It's silly. For the I league or for the Warriors? For the league. Oh, absolutely. It is so absolutely. much fun. Oh, I understand, yeah, two, things. I understand two things. I understand yeah. two things. Number one, you want safe play. He said he doesn't want to affect the play. No one was anywhere near him. Yeah. Number two, I also understand that there's new decorum rules this year yeah. and that the fans who pay a lot of money to sit courtside, they don't want their view to be impeded. I would want to see that yeah. if I am sitting. It's what's that fun. That ref was mad about working on a Sunday afternoon. If someone is able to do a backflip, I, I want to see the backflip, Mark. Like yeah. I think the celebration should be big and loud and fun. But you know what, too? <laughs> Draymond told me last week he had a huge appreciation mm. for his time with Clay and Steph and Iguodala. Yeah, and on, that needs to be talked about more, Absolutely. their success together. And so I'm sure he really appreciated. Like, Steph don't get texts. Right. Now. Right. He got money. He's Love good. Oh, what? But to show his <laughs> brother his back like that, that's something they're going to talk about Absolutely. 20 years from now. This is emblematic of the Warriors sort of laughing in everyone's faces in a respectful way because we know, I say there are a few guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo, but like the Warriors are the same. Mm. They're killers with smiles on their faces. And so they're happy, but they're really playing the game the right way and they're feeling like themselves. And so how do they show that? It's like, oh, I've got your back. These are the little things that they do. Everyone will laugh at them, but now they want to have the last laugh. It's translating to winning. They've won five of their last six games and in their win, They've scored over 125 points per game with over 23 minutes. So, so, Mark, what has been the difference in this stretch? Well, Draymond also told me last week, he said they've been trying to figure things out as a team. They've been using different players of promise, and there's so many new guys. They're trying to get used to each other, but I think they're finally getting a camaraderie together. Uh, and he said the key has been more experience together, hard work, and correcting things is still early in the season. And I think now they're figuring it out and they're figuring out the rotation. I don't want to make any super sweeping judgments here, but Vince, do you think the Warriors have, have turned a corner? They're one game over 500 here. Well, I, I think the huge thing is that these young guys are, you know, well, I'm going to say Jordan Poole first. The guys are buying into what their role is 
should be or will be for this team. Yeah, everybody has that goal in the beginning of, oh, I'm going to be this for this, until the coach kind of establishes who you are or who you will be for your team. Right. And once you buy into that, your team can move over, particularly the younger guys. I think they're hitting their stride. And I like the fact that they're getting that technical. I like the fact that they're cheering and pushing yes. the envelope because what we talked about earlier when they were losing are their five individuals. Are they still the Golden State Warriors as a team? Mm. And we're seeing that. We're seeing Draymond, who is cheering for, you know, for, for, for the young fella after their situation, which we didn't know if that was really a situation or not. Is it pushed to the side? We're seeing all that. And then you're seeing Steph having his back who doesn't get technicals. So you're seeing a lot of camaraderie here in a different way, in a different way, which I think is great for this team, yeah. particularly how they've been playing. And they haven't played well on the road. And this is all happening on the road. This mm. is what you build your team on the road. This is where you build togetherness. And I like what I'm seeing. I blame Mikael Bridges. Ever since he hit a three and threw that three sign oh. up in Clay's face, Clay's been yeah. averaging 25 uh, yes. and nearly six threes a game. <laughs> 56% for the And they're 5-0. and oh. Blame Mikael Bridges for this hot Yes, hotness. that's 100,000%. Clay has <laughs> showed up. And guess Come what on, everyone man. else has done? Quit playing with Clay's name. Got quiet. Quit playing Got with Clay's quiet. Name. Yes, maybe yeah, the defense man. will take Don't a little bit longer Clay. for him to get his legs. But for that mm. shot, Come he's on, finding it. He's been going crazy, as, as Matt said. 46% from three in the last 10 games, and 21 points per game. And once Clay gets going, I mean, you don't want to poke the bear. No. Let's check in on some other action around the association. It's time to go coast to coast. And we're going to start with Tyler Hero, recording a triple-double in the Heat's win over the Hawks. Hero joined Bam and D. Wade as the only Heat players with a triple-double at age 22 or younger. So, Chanae has the Heat. They've won three in a row. They now sit at 10th. Do you expect them to climb back up into the top six here? Uh, I Not necessarily. I think there's there shouldn't be too much pressure on them because they've had a, a couple notable absences for a couple of games, but it's a good day for Tyler Hero. There was a funny moment where it's like, did you expect your first triple-double mm. to come with you scoring 11 points? He was like, no. <laughs> but still, everyone is doing what's necessary to keep them in contention when guys are in and out, and that starts with Tyler Hero and even Bam out of bio upping his game as of late as well. Sticking in the East here, the Celtics, they beat the Wizards despite no Jason Tatum. 36 points from Jalen Brown. Monster. Perfect 26 for 26 from the free throw line. Matt, what is Brown stepping up? The, the most underappreciated star we have in this game. Uh, real quick, he averages 25 with Tatum, 35 without him. Oh. Last year it was 23 and 30. Mm. This guy, and we talked about on the pre-call, for him to be comfortable enough with himself to buy into his role, knowing he could be a Superman or uh, Batman somewhere else to be Robin, is hats off to him. Well, and then there's Zubats. Balled out, <laughs> 31 points. 29 rebounds in the Clippers win over the Pacers. This was the first 25-25 game by a Clipper since 1979. Wow. So, Vince, your career high is 16 rebounds. How impressive is 29? <laughs> it is impressive. And I asked on the call, if, were there any other guys? And yes, there were a few guys, but, you know, I know Clint Capella's another guy, but, like, 31 and 29. That's getting Sick. it done. Now if they can get their team back, he creates right. extra possessions for great players for them to make a push in, in, uh, in the standings. Who the Lakers trade him for? Nobody. Don't, don't do that. I don't Bro, remember, he's been so. balling. Don't do that. Well, I don't balling. Well, if you don't remember. Thank you so much for it? spending some time here with us on NBA Today. Coming up, we can ask Bobby Marks all about the trade market because he is here to break down Cyber Monday deals that are in play in the NBA. What needs to happen for the Lakers to make a move? We discuss. That's next. Welcome back to NBA Today. 
is the season and Cyber Monday, it's in full effect. So what better time for NBA teams to do a little bit of shopping? But before we do that, I want to remind everyone of some important trade deadline dates here. December 15th is the official, well, unofficial start of the trade season. Many players signed this offseason. They're going to be available to be dealt. And then on January 15th, more players signed this offseason. They're going to be available as well. And that all leads up to the February 9th trade deadline. So you better not cry, because Bobby Marks is here to tell us why your team should or should make a trade. See what I did there? Uh, since Cyber Monday is the day where everyone is looking for the best deals, Bobby, which NBA team is looking for a little bit of a bargain here? Yeah, a little bargain shopping right now, and I think it starts with two teams. <laughs> Certainly the best team in the NBA, the Boston Celtics, and the second team, the Los Angeles Lakers. I think Malika with Boston, they can go out and add without trading a player. They've got seven trade exceptions. They've got a disabled player exception. Uh, the exceptions range from seven million down to a million. They've got three first round picks, six second round picks. So they can go out and do a deal and not have to trade a player from their roster. Remember, Robert Williams is coming back, but this is still a team that ranks 17th in defensive efficiency. Hmm. The other team is the Lakers, as we talked about. Everybody's talking about what Russell Westbrook here, but I'm looking at their roster and Ramona made a great point about um, Dennis Schroeder in that starting role. What happens when Patrick Beverly comes back from that suspension? So right. you do a little bargain shopping, players like Patrick Beverly, Kendrick Nunn, they've got seven second round picks. You don't have to go out and move those 2027 and 2029 hmm. first round picks here. So Celtics, Lakers, a little bargain shopping for both teams. Okay, so the, the teams that have the most championships in NBA history, they're the ones that are looking to add, but which teams are gonna be sellers as we approach the deadline? Well, I think Indiana is one of those teams. I mean, they've got a whole department store of things you want. Do you want shooting? Buddy Heald. If you want a, a big that can go out and make, you know, stretch the floor, shoot threes, block shots, Miles Turner, O'Shea Brissett, another player who's on a, a veteran minimum contract on an expiring contract. And I think what happens with this Pacers team right above 500, they're in LA tonight. Do they fall to the back of the pack in the Eastern Conference? I think certainly keep an eye on them leading up to the trade down and then another team is certainly Utah the feel-good story right. of the NBA so far but they're hovering right around 500 with that Mike Conley injury so you look at Mike Conley Jordan Clarkson Malik Beasley that's a team to keep an eye on just based on all these veterans they have so, so for me Bobby an underrated part of buying things online is that there are no lines when you have to go and then return something in store is there a team that's maybe looking to return a contract that they have yeah, and they've got about two months to go out and do it with the February 9th trade, trade deadline. That is the Phoenix Suns, the best team in the Western Conference right now. They've got that Jay Crowder $10 million contract that they've been sitting on. Hasn't been uh, on the roster, certainly not at training camp here. They've been decimated with injuries. When you look at Chris Paul, Cam Johnson, Crowder's not available here. So certainly pencil in the Suns as a team that could go out and and sell and buy and also you know keep this roster together well and speaking of the suns deandre ayton was just announced as the western conference player of the week Giannis attentacumpo the eastern conference player of the week bobby marks thank you for making your list for checking it twice and we'll soon find out if your predictions are not I i'm gonna stop I'm, I'm gonna stop bobby marks thank you so much for spending a little time with us here on nba today coming up next we will have top of the top from the week that was for you since we were away. Since we've been gone. I really need to stop singing. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs>
This is the 24th annual ACC Big Ten Challenge, and tomorrow, our doubleheader, it starts in Champaign with the number 16, Illy, hosting Syracuse at 7.30 Eastern, and then it's number three, Virginia. They take on Michigan. You can see all that on ESPN and the app. Welcome back to NBA Today. You know what time it is. We have to do a little bit of top of the top from the time that we were away. Let's get it started. What's our first one? Oh, we got a little Texas two-step action here. Okay. Get up. Get up. Oh, ooh, that was amazing. All the time in the building. Love that. that. I mean, yeah, I'm still chest in the ring. That was a volleyball uh, set. When well, I love you see Perk saying that he's on to his second career. They're yeah. the same age, and LeBron's still out doing this. Mm. We love you, Perk. We do love. All right, you. let's get Jones to the top of the top the stuffing. Too. Who's still eating Thanksgiving leftovers? Me. No, we 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 crushed that. I am. Oh, oh, oh. Left no crumbs on this situation uh, he, right here. Did he jump from the dot? Hey, that's why, yeah. I, that, from hey, the that's why I never took charges, Mark. I foul people. I'm not having this happen. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to be no, replayed on no. top of the top. Uh, I'm not going viral for this. <laughs> no. I understand. <laughs> Business and life is yeah, Absolutely. All right. Let's do a little top of the top courtesy of Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh. Oh, no. I never remember this one. Okay. You know what? I give KD credit though. He always gets back. Yep. It happens about four or five times a year. It's gonna but happen. he still gives them 30. Oh, that's <laughs> why Matt doesn't make this decision. Yeah, when you no, when you block shots, it's gonna happen. Oh yeah. gee! I give him credit for getting back. And an OB. Well, let's do a little top of the top ish, if you will, because we're looking at ish. Oh! Give me that little fella. Wow. How many career blocks does Ish Smith have? Shorts, fabulous researcher. Shorts, where you at, bro? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ish Smith. I like what it. team is this for Ishmith? Oh, that's a good question. He's always hooping wherever he's at. Yeah. Keep, a keep a job. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then it wouldn't be a top of the top if we didn't include a top Steph moment, right? Because Steph being Steph, the Warriors hosting uh, Jazz in this one. Oh, my goodness. It was the ball handle before, though. Hey, like, I, just, I just hope we appreciate his greatness, man, because we've never seen anything like this. Look at that. Uh, Behind incredible. the back, floater, turnaround. I mean, the smiling disrespect is incredible. <laughs> the smiling disrespect. <laughs> Because you can't help but feel a little bit. You can't help Ooh. but feel a little bit good about it. That's nice. That's gonna do it for for the top of the top. We have some some good games going on tonight. Zion in game 100 of his career. Oh. That's gonna be interesting. The Kings. I know. Matt. Hang. Can I say it? They're, Absolutely. Talk they're about back it. in action. Yeah. Oh, that's what you're gonna say. I, well. I know that Matt doesn't want to jinx anything. Yeah, we've been giving him a lot of love lately. They've lost a couple, but see, we still give him some love, though. See? Shout out, Zach. I thought well, you were going to say light the beam. Light the light beam. Light it. We got some Well, because Matt has the folks to light the beam on Cedar. All right, yeah. real question. And I got another beam coming. A, that was Have you put the Christmas that was a tree up yet? No, right. I saw these three-foot Christmas trees. Uh, I want to think about getting that. Okay, I like that. The little tree. Have you put your tree up yet That's tonight? My tree's been on for like two, three weeks. No. After Halloween? Yeah. No, post-Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, I am all holiday ready. Just is the only an time. expensive 14 foot fake tree from uh, Lowe's. The tree lips are lit. But it's dope. Do you use it? Do you recycle it? Yeah, we're going yeah, to. Yeah, okay. this one's expensive. We're going to use I, this in the next 20 years. The pre-lit is the pre-lit. This is the only tree Ashton's going to know. All right, well. Blue and red trees in Louisiana for sale. I put our tree up last night. It looks pretty good. It's not 14 feet, though. We it's chill with like a six yeah. and a half, seven, seven foot, like an hour. hour. That's going to do it for us. We'll see you tomorrow.